वी आर डूइंग उद्धव गीता टुडे वी आर डूइंग चैप्टर फाइव वर्स फाइव ऑनवर्ड्स एंड टुडेज लेसन इज ऑल अबाउट द गुरु एंड हाउ यू हैव टू लिव इन दिस वर्ल्ड इट्स अ वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग लेसन सो लेट अस सी हाउ इट अनफोल्ड्स वी आर डूइंग उद्धव गीता चैप्टर फाइव वर्स फाइव द लास्ट मैसेज ऑफ श्री कृष्णा intent on me he should always attend to the yamas and occasionally to the niyamas he should serve the pacified teacher who has known me and has thus become one with me so first what as krishna said you have to be intent on me the idea is to have full 100% focus dedication and devotion to krishna that is the first part and then he says he should attend to the yamas now what is yama <laughs> now in our world yama immediately means oh yamdev no 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 yama means social restraints there are certain things in this world which you are not supposed to do so today we are going to do yamas and niyamas both hmm? so first one we have taken up is called yamas so what is a yama yama is a social restraint you do not have to do this that means you are restricted from doing the wrong understood so what is the first thing everybody has heard about mahatma gandhi isn't it now mahatma gandhi was famous for one important lesson non violence i'm sure you have heard about this huh? non violence is a lesson which mahatma gandhi had given us and that is the first yama it says ahimsa you are not supposed to harm anybody no animal no creature human being nobody if you can avert any kind of an ahimsa in your life it is always i means hinsa okay violence you have to avoid it in whichever way possible and you have to become person who is a non violent person there are lots of things which happen in our world which we do not like like say for example in karnataka some man came and beat a doctor up so what did the other doctors do they carried out what is called as a non violent activity they did what is called as a satyagraha that means you do not do the job you just lay down your tools and say i am not going to do this many a times it it is it works many a times it doesn't work doesn't mean that you have to do that also if you can avoid the situation it is always better avoiding the situation by not getting into it is always better 
right? So the first word is called ahimsa. The second niyama, uh, yama. The second yama is called telling the truth. Satya. That means the reverse of it is never tell lies. Never ever tell lies. So you have to be in the social atmosphere. You have to always tell the truth. You see, even in the court, they say in India, you have to put your hand on the Bhagavad Gita and say that you are going to say the truth. Isn't it mentioned over there even in the court that you got to say the truth? In our life also, we keep on telling petty lies. It is not important to lie. Okay? A lie which is going to harm someone, which is going to give you some kind of a push in your life, you should avoid it. Avoid lies. So always tell the truth. So first one was ahimsa. Second one was to always tell the truth. The third one, it's called never steal from anybody. Asteya. Do not ever steal anything from anybody. Especially a livelihood of a person, never steal from that person. And this is an important thing in our life also. We are not supposed to steal from anywhere. Stealing is prohibited. Some people, you know what they do, they say that, see, I just stole because I want to give to somebody. You are not supposed to do that also. You are not some Robin Hood. Okay. So <laughs> that is also stealing. Who are you to distribute this wealth by the way? If God wants to distribute the wealth in some way, he will get it done. Why are you bothered about this wealth distribution? Right? So that is the idea. <laughs> do not become a Robin Hood. Okay. Right? You just do not steal from anybody. The last one is, everybody has this possessiveness, you know, I, this is mine, 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 mine. Everything is supposed to be mine. Okay, this particular thing, which says that I got to own it. This is mine. You got to get away from that. So this is the fifth Yama. All right. These are social restraints. You are, you are not supposed to own, I say, you know, I, I want this, I, I want that. You just avoid that. Now we are coming to the next part. He says, always attend to the Yamas. Positively. Positively attend to the Yamas. Okay. Right. You got to tell the truth. Also. <laughs> right. Many a times, you have to attend to things in a non-violent manner. Correct. So all these five yamas are essential. Now we come to the next part of it where he says and occasionally to niyamas. What is niyamas? Niyam by itself means a rule, isn't it? Niyam is a rule. In India we say these are the niyam, these are the rules. So what are the rules? These are your self rules supposed to be connected with you okay not with somebody else please understand this this is supposed to be connected to you all right what is the first thing 
First thing is called cleanliness. You should be always clean. Okay. When you are sitting for a satsang or when you are getting into some temple or when you are doing some activity which is so very essential and important in your life like going for an interview, don't go dirty. Okay. Please take a bath. Be clean. Don't say, na, oh, there is no water. That is why I couldn't take a bath. I have heard this so many times. You know? There is no water. There is no electricity. It doesn't become hot. All this kind of nonsense I have heard. No. Be clean. Clean. Okay. Don't be stinky. Alright. <laughs> if you have to use a Dio, please use a Dio also. Alright. So, the first one is called Shaucham. Cleanliness. The second one is contentment. Whatever you have, you got to be contented with it. Okay. The term is called Santosh. Santosh. You got to be satisfied with what you have. It is always going to be, I want extra, 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 extra and extra. Isn't it? Always. Now, Santosha is very, very important in our life because if I get 100, I will want 200. If I get 200, I want 1000. If I get 1000, I want 10,000. It's a never-ending story. Person is never satisfied with it. But have you seen the poorest of the poor can live within the means? You know that? Suppose a person is getting a pension of 5,000 or 10,000 rupees. The person can stay within the pension. Yes. Now, suppose the son or the daughter gets, you know, a job. And they start giving 10,000 rupees extra on top. So you, the person is getting 10,000 rupees as pension and the son or the daughter gives another 10,000 rupees. So now it has become 20,000. And there are just parents, you know, husband and wife are there and the children are somewhere else. Earlier, they could manage in 10,000. Now, 20,000 becomes insufficient. Alright? Then their second son or daughter also gets employed. They get another 10,000 from this person, so 30,000. In the second or the third month itself, they will say 30,000 is not sufficient. You are a retired person, you are getting 10,000 rupees pension and you are telling me that you cannot be satisfied in 10,000, now you want 20 and then you want 30. And then the thing goes on and on and on and on and on. Do you know how it grows? How this, this Hydra monster grows in life? Think about it. I will tell you how it grows. Now let us say, if you give your parents some money, Okay, now you are a young person, you are giving some parents some money. Now, earlier they could manage in that small amount. Now you have given another extra on top of it. They will say, oh, now there is Diwali. For Diwali, we need to buy now gifts for everybody. Then another 10,000 is added to it. Okay, then they will say, do you know there is a wedding in the family? For the wedding in the family, we got to buy at least 5,000 rupees worth of gift. 5,000 rupees worth of gift? 
can you not think that your income is just 10? Getting a pension of 10,000 and you still want to give 5,000 rupees as gift to some idiot who won't even appreciate it? And this is the truth in our life. Man is never contented. You give him as much as you want. You give the most of the salaries also. Big salary, big fat salary. The person will still come back and say, it is insufficient for me. And this widening of the mouth goes on and on and on. He is never content. So Santosha, contentment is very, very important. The third one is called self-discipline. You got to discipline yourself. Do not expect somebody else to discipline you. <coughs> Sorry. Why is it important that somebody else has to discipline you? To wake you up, you require an alarm. If not an alarm, you require somebody else to... Come on, wake up, come on, wake up, come on, wake up. What are you doing? I have had people who will sit in front of me. I told them very clearly, go away. I finished my discussion with them. I told them, please go away. They'll keep on sitting. After five minutes again, I have to tell them, I told you to go away. Didn't, didn't you hear me? They'll still keep on sitting. No, no, I have one thing to talk to you. No, no, I have one thing to talk to you. No, no, I have one thing to talk. There is absolutely no discipline in a human being. They do not value the time. Later on, the same people will come to me, you know, I am sorry, Guruji, you know, I was supposed to do this, but I couldn't do, I will do it next week. Next week. And then the next year, and then the next life of yours. It's never going to happen. Don't give me this BS that every now and then you procrastinate and you keep on delaying everything. You got to have self-discipline. You got to discipline yourself. There is nobody going to sit on top of your head. In spirituality also, you got to have your own discipline. If you cannot discipline yourself, how are you going to go and stay somewhere else? Many a times I have to, you know, tell people, you know, these people do not understand what is discipline. But when you have another person that you are going to look after, you better be disciplined yourself. You know how it works, isn't it? Now, if you have children and the children's school starts at 7 a.m. in the morning, are you not supposed to get disciplined and attend to that school? And that is what is important. So you got to attend that school at that particular hour. So the parent has to get up. But that is forceful. Somebody else is doing that. So the third one, the third term over here, which is called the third Niyama, is called Tapas. You got to have self-discipline. You got to discipline yourself. Please do not expect Guruji to discipline you or somebody else to discipline you. No, and especially the phone. Please don't put your, you know, reminders, reminders, reminders. I have people who will put on five alarms and still after the fifth alarm also they won't wake up. You know, people are so stupid, I tell you, they will put the alarm, okay, and they will forget it and then they will talk to me and then the alarm goes off when the things are not supposed to happen. What are you doing? Can you not discipline yourself? Discipline is essential for army, navy and all these people. 
But the same person, if the person comes in material worldly life after retirement or whatever, becomes the most indisciplined person on earth. Don't do that. If you were disciplined in your school and college days, can you continue with the discipline? Self-discipline is the most important. Then, Swadhyaya. You got to study yourself. Okay, in school and college, you know, we love to go to classes. We love to attend classes. In the material world, you got to give yourself that much amount of study. Can you study yourself? You know, we have the internet, you have this, you have libraries, you have so many things. Can you study yourself? You got to put your efforts. You know, everywhere in Instagram or in Facebook or various other places, have you seen how many books these people read? You know how many, some of the greatest people in the world, like say for example, Bill Gates or, uh, you know, Warren Buffet or... They keep on reading and reading and reading and reading and reading. We got to do self-study. Now this is for material worldly person. Now let us come to the spiritual worldly person. The spiritual worldly person is supposed to study himself. I have people whom I have to spoon feed. Many many years into this and still I got to spoon feed them. I have to give them a lesson I give a lesson, okay? I am going to do this verse. And these people do the verse with me. Guruji, it is the best verse of my life I have ever learned. Okay? Have you followed it up? Have you even opened the book after I am dead and gone? Never is the book ever opened. Never is the study ever done. And today's lessons are these. That if you do not do your self-study, you are in the gutters. Please go and revise and do the studies again and again. In your school and colleges, you know how many times in the last so many years of my life, I have asked people questions based on simple science. And people have not been able to understand or answer the question. You know the reason why they cannot answer the question? A simple question. And people will not be able to answer a simple science question which they might have done in 6th or 7th standard. They cannot answer. Because a person never paid attention. And in my spiritual world, I get idiots who will listen to satsangs and will never go back and study. I'm sorry, I have to call them idiots because if you, if you do not go and study what is the point in doing the satsang with me, if you do not implement it, if you do not act on it, it is wrong. You are never ever going to grow in spirituality. Please understand, you are going to be just like any other vermin in life. You know vermin. Ratatouille, cat, no, rat. That is what you are going to be. Why are you interested in not studying? Go do your self-study and be alone when you are studying. Why do you require hand-holding all the time? Please understand, no hand-holding, you are supposed to study. And this is an important lesson. Alright, so please listen to it carefully. Then, the last one is, you got to surrender to the Lord. Okay, self-surrender. I surrender to the Lord. 
Now here the big catch comes. Alright. Surrender to the Lord or what? So we move to the line. He should serve the pacified teacher who has known me and has thus become one with me. Pacified teacher. Why is he saying pacified teacher? First and foremost, the teacher, a spiritual teacher, always needs students who are going to study hard. Don't worry, we are going to do the next verse which is still more bigger slap on people's faces. You got to study hard in spiritual matters. You got to implement these subjects in your life. The teacher is only happy, only happy and he is only pacified if you have started implementing his teachings in your life. You know, teachings are important. Nobody follows the teachings. They just sit for my satsang or listen to my satsang and do nothing in life. Guruji, that was a very good satsang. What use is a good satsang to you if it is not entering your bloody brain? You understand what I'm saying? It got to enter you. You got to start doing these things in life. You first have to pacify your teacher. A teacher is only satisfied, is only pacified when you start doing the things which he is telling you to do. You know how important it is to do those things? In school and college you have done those things. You know in school and college there was a homework given and in the homework you were supposed to do and if you don't do those things then you get a remark in your calendar or you know diary. The teacher will say homework not done. Go get signature from your parents. But nowadays nobody cares. So in spirituality, people attend satsangs because they need to attend satsangs. They think that you know that listening to that one word is important. But if you want to grow in your life, you got to implement it. Implementation is zero level. So start implementing it. So you got to have a pacified teacher. That teacher who knows Krishna. Please remember this. Somebody who knows spirituality, somebody who knows Sri Krishna, that teacher. Got it? He has become one with me. That kind of a teacher. The Guru and Krishna are one and the same. The same person. So Krishna and Guru are one and the same. The Guru is equivalent to Krishna and Krishna and Guru are one and the same. Then he is the teacher that you have to take your study from. Right? Your learnings has to come from him. And if you are not going to even study that much, I think there is something desperately wrong. So this was a verse which was very very important. Verse number 5 from chapter 5 of the Uddhav Gita. The last message of Sri Krishna. Now, we move to the next verse. Chapter 5, verse 6, Uddhav Gita, the last message of Sri Krishna. He should be free from pride and jealousy, be able, without attachment, firmly devoted to the Guru, not hasty, eager to know the truth, 
free from envy and not given to unnecessary talk. You know, these are certain words which are very, very important. You want to have spiritual development in your life. You want to get out of this world. You want, don't want a life again and again. These are certain things you should start implementing. Free from pride and jealousy. The pride comes in a person, you know. Even a person who thinks he's closest to the Guru has pride in that. I am very proud. I am very close to the Guru. What? It's wrong. Just because you are some person related or some person close to the Guru doesn't mean that you can harbor a pride in you. No. Pride of religion, pride of money, position in life, do not be proud of anything. Alright? Then the next one is what? Jealousy. Do not be jealous. And this is something which I have to tell people. They always look at some other person and say, Oh, that person has something I don't have. This lesson is for Uddhava. And it's the last lesson of Shri Krishna. Please remember this. This has got, by the way, you may say, you know, the Bhagavad Gita is superior than this. No. This was the last lesson of Shri Krishna. Please understand, Uddhav Gita is far greater than Bhagavad Gita also. Because that was told in the battlefield for a novice. This was told to a spiritual person. And this lesson is important because you are spiritual people, those who are listening into. So it is important that you understand the truth. Never be jealous of another person. Never ever be jealous. You are spoiling your entire growth in this spiritual world. You are going to fall down in your life. If you are jealous of somebody else, why is that person getting more than me? Why is that person this? Why is that person that? Why are you bothered? The understanding has to be between your guru and you. That's it. And not between somebody else. Nobody else has to be involved. So jealousy will only come if you start comparison with other people. So never compare yourself to anybody. Some people might have joined me just six months ago, one year ago, two years ago. And some people might have been 10 years with me or 20 years with me. Doesn't make the 20 year or 10 year person great at all. They are still at zero level. Remember this. A person who might have joined me six months ago doesn't matter. What are you talking about? If you think you are going to be jealous of somebody else, never be jealous. Because a person, you know, may still be doing the same thing. And you can see, and by the way, you can actually see this person doing the same mistake the person has been told not to do. So where is the spiritual development there? The spiritual development only comes in a person if they have done the yamas, the niyamas and they have pacified their teacher. If they have not pacified the teacher, I am sorry, nothing is going to work. And if you are jealous and if you are envious of another person, you had it. Nothing in your life will ever move. 
and this is a truth on spirituality devoted to the guru devotion to the guru is a is a much abused subject much abused subject what does devotion mean single pointed devotion <coughs> and before this word was used before this word is used there is another two small letters over there words are there without attachment what is the meaning of the word without attachment if somebody has detachment in life then they are not going to be bothered about anybody else in the world correct the attachment has to be with the guru only then you will be having what is called as a single pointed devotion if you do not have single pointed devotion then you are going to talk about my mother my father somebody is sick somebody has to be taken to the hospital i got to pay them money i got to do this i got to do that ashram life is such where you cannot get out of an ashram correct single pointed devotion means you have to be there alone your father mother brother sister whoever is your guru alone then if you are that how can you have somebody called a father or a mother in your life if you have your guru as everything then how can you have any other person attending to your life it is called attachment you have to have without attachment krishna says a guru can only be a guru if you know what is the meaning of the word shishya and guru and those who have taken initiation okay i am sorry the moment you say i have a husband wife i have children i have mother i have father i have brother i have sister you know my brother is doing like this to my brother father and mother and what nonsense are you talking who the hell is your brother and mother and father and all that you are not even supposed to bother about it in your material world do you bother about your neighbor if the neighbor's father mother something happens to them no no when you have left your life and when you have come to an ashram then you are only supposed to be dedicated and completely devoted to them it is like changing over a new life isn't it now if you die and if you are born again it's called twice born hmm suppose you die and you are born again and you are born in xyz family can you say i have a mother and a father in my previous life there is no previous life isn't it can you have a brother can you have a sister can you have a husband can you have a wife can you have children no you are born again if you are born again you don't have anybody then are you going to be bothered about it no no that is the whole point now let us say if you were an actor a superstar in your last life and you are born again okay do you think you can go and claim that fame that you had now if you are rajesh kanna born again can you go and say oh this was my wife dimple kapadia and this is twinkle is my daughter twinkle will look at you and give you two tight slaps what are you talking about now if you can understand this much simple logic in your brain 
why can you not understand the logic that there are no father, mother, brother, sister, husband, wife, children or whatever in your life today? If you have surrendered to your guru, there is nobody in your life and why are you bothered about non-entities? You understand what I said? There is no brother, mother, sister and all that. Please. They are as if non-existent. You want spiritual growth. You want to grow in your life. First and foremost, kill your past life. Kill it. Killing it is what is tarpat. You have to go and kill it. That is what when a person takes diksha, initiation from a guru, they have to kill their past life. That is why they wear the clothes, you know. They discard the previous clothes, shave their head, shave their body and take new clothes from the guru and take diksha. That is the new name. They get a new name. You cannot hold on to your past. And even if you are 20 years or 10 years with me and if you still tell me that you have a father and a mother and a brother and a sister and your relatives and all this nonsense in your world, I think spiritual develop, development, you know, spiritual growth is Z-E-R-O. Please know this. Who are you to go and talk about them? Not even a subject should come up. Now I will tell you where he says he was. Firmly devoted to the Guru. I don't have a single person who is like that. Not a single person who can say I am firmly devoted to the Guru. Because everybody has attachment. Alright? I can tell you all face to face that this is what it is. Why are you all still attached? Not hasty. If the Guru says it is going to take 50 years for you to get realization or whatever or maybe 5000 life of yours. Yes, have the patience. When you go to Sai Baba's place, is it not written Shraddha and Saburi? When you are devoted to your Guru, and when you got patience, he knows exactly what is right for you. Eager to know the truth. And the truth is essential. It's very, very important to know. When I tell the truth, it, it hurts everybody over here, you know. When I tell people like those who are sitting over here that this is the truth, they want to come up with corollaries, you know, special rules. No, no, no. You only told me not to go to my parents. You only told me not to go to my this one. You think I am not testing you? You think you are growing because of this? You know, there are certain ashrams in India. Like if you go to Sandipani Ashram in Maya Mission or you go to any other big ashrams in India. Bihar School of Yoga, if you have joined there or any other place. If you have joined a seminary, I'm, hold, I'm, I'm sure you know what a seminary is. If you have gone to become a priest, you understand? You have given up your past life. You are wearing a cloak. How can you have somebody in your life then? When a person joins these ashrams, they cannot go out and study and do whatever they want. They cannot go and call up their parents or somebody like that. No. Spiritual development will only happen if you follow these rules. And there is going to be zero development. Zero. I am guaranteeing you. Zero development if you have not put in any studies.
this kind. Free from envy. Never be envious of anybody. Even in an ashram, never be envious of another person. Never ever be envious. Then the last thing is, please do not do unnecessary talk. You know, some people, they have a loose tongue. You know, the, if I tell them to stop also, they will never stop. They just got to go on talking and talking. No, I got to tell you this. No, I got to tell you this. No, I got to tell you this. Shut up. Silence is the biggest mantra in life. You want spiritual development, silence is the biggest mantra. So this is the verse which tells you, first, always be free from pride and jealousy. Be able, strong. Always do the activities which you have been told. Like in my place, I will always tell you, go for a walk, go to the gym. Ask the people in the ashram today over here, do are they regular in their gym? Are they regular in their walk? They will give me 1001 reasons why they cannot be. No, never give any reasons. When you have been told you have to be able means you got to be able. You got to go and do what you got to do without attachment. Please do not have attachment to any person, anything, any object in life also. Don't even say, you know, this is my thing. This is mine. This is mine. There is nothing yours. Be completely detached. Firmly devoted to the Guru. I don't know about that. Like I said, you know, to find one person in this universe is the most difficult thing in the world. Devotion is a very, very dicey word. And in today's day and age, everybody is devoted to their own self. Selfish to the core. They are bothered about their own self. Devotion to Guru or God? Out of question. There are hardly, hardly anybody in this world who are devoted to God or Guru. To find such a person is like, you know, searching a needle in a haystack. Yes, I have been searching for somebody who can be called like that. And today, when you can see, free from pride and jealousy. Now, able, out of question. Attached, without attachment. My God. Okay. Devoted to the Guru. Mm -hmm. Eager to know the truth. How many people want to know the truth? Free from envy. Can you be envious of another person? Why is that person getting so much? Why am I not getting so much? If this person talks like this, they are envious. If you have envy, you are please out of this whole system. And given to unnecessary talk. Person talks too much. We are going to do the last verse now. Listen to this. Verse number 7. Chapter 5 from the Uddhav Gita. He should be indifferent to his wife, children, house, fields, relatives, wealth, etc. Considering everything whatsoever as equally subserving his interest. This is exactly what I told you in the previous verse. If the person says, I have parents. No spiritual wheel in your life. Never. If you have husband or wife. Children, if you have a house, you know my house needs a little repair. What? What are you talking about? How can that be your house? If you think that there is a house which is something, somebody else's house, and if you think it is a house that you need to look after the repairs, 
then you are not in spirituality. You are in your material world. Fields. I got fields. I got properties. Relatives. I have a relative. I, this relative is very important to me. That relative is very important to me. I got to go for this one's wedding. I got to go for this one, this thing. I got to go for that and I got to go for this. That means you have relatives in your life. What relatives are you talking about? Krishna is very clear over here when he is telling Uddhava. There is neither wife, nor husband, nor children, nor parents, no relatives whatsoever, no brother, no sister, no mother, no father. Wealth. My father has kept this much wealth for me. I am getting this from here. I am getting that from there. What wealth are you talking about? Please understand one thing. If you are with your guru, the entire wealth is public wealth. Public wealth. It is guru's wealth. Think like that. It belongs to him, not to you. Doesn't mean that I want everything that you, you may be a millionaire, doesn't mean that I want your wealth. It only means that you are working for me. If I am your guru, you are working for me. Don't say this is my salary. I am doing this. What are you talking about? The only company, the only organization, the only person, the only boss in your life is one. Okay? Don't say my salary, don't say my job, don't say ah, I have given this, I have given that. Nobody has given anything. They are supposed to at the end of it. Okay? So, my wealth doesn't come. Considering everything whatsoever is equally subserving is interest. So understand this. If you are thinking of any of these objects, Brother, mother, sister, husband, wife, these, that, so many things. Properties. If you are thinking of money, job, power, these, you name it. Vehicles. My vehicle. What are you talking about? There is no my vehicle. You understand? See, the same thing happened with Osho once upon a time. You know, he had some 96 Rolls Royce. Some person has given him. And he used to say, okay, get me one more Rolls Royce. And everybody got Rolls Royce for him. You think he was going to take Rolls Royce to some heaven of his? No. He was just seeing. A guru normally tests out people, you know. Many a times he acts like an idiot. He is testing out a person. You know, one of the diciest terms that I ever used ever in my life. If you come and ask me this question, can I go to my parents' place? And my answer is always going to be okay. You know, you better be careful with the term okay. Never get into my okays. Okay? Because if you fall for my okay, that means you are going to get into trouble. Remember this. And I will never give permission to a person to say, you know, a person will come and say, Guruji, can I go and meet my parents? Sorry. Who is your parent over here? Who is your brother, sister, mother? Only one person. And if you think you are staying in an ashram, better forget all this nonsense. Okay? Be dedicated. When he says, let us say he is given an instruction, go and attend to XYZ, your mother. I am sorry, he is saying, go and attend to Mrs. So-and-so, somebody's wife. 
So go and attend to that person as if you are your guru's servant. And don't come back and say, you know, that, oh, I did this. So did you understand these verses? The three verses which are extremely important if you really want spiritual development in your life. And if you have understood these three verses, don't come back to me and ask for concessions. Never come and ask for concessions because please understand, if you ask for concessions, my answer to you is going to be okay. And that okay is not good. You are still falling down in your job. No, it is not okay. So I hope you have understood these three lessons. Very carefully you have understood them. First and foremost, understand one thing, the last part of it, nobody has invited you. If you want to go back into the material world, be my guest. Like I said, no, I don't have anybody. If you want your spiritual development and your growth, please stop this father, mother, husband, wife. Krishna has very clearly said these words. Don't get into it. Don't bother your head about money. Don't get envious of another person. Don't get jealous. Don't have anger. Don't have greed. Don't have any of these things. These are the things which are a part and parcel of your life. And there are yamas which you got to follow. You know, not to do certain things. The social restraints. And there are niyamas which is called self-discipline. You got to do them. Alright. So I have finished my satsang over here. I know today's satsang has been slightly very strict. But understand, it is for your own development and growth. Thank you. I will see you all tomorrow. Bye.